Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. Follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And again, folks, we are raising money for Toys for Tots for this holiday season. Tinyurl.com slash Cup of Joe Toys. And as I checked, just before I started recording, we are over halfway to our goal. So just it has more than exceeded my expectations up to this point. But if you can give, please give. It is a worthy, worthy cause. And I talked about this last week that I would finish up telling about my Thanksgiving travels. And I'm at my in-laws and a member of their family, like an, an in-law, their mother passed away so not related to my wife's family but they certainly knew this woman and she passed away from COVID so I didn't know this woman at all I knew one of her sons so my wife and I go to this wake for or visitation for this woman I didn't know so we enter it's at the church about an hour before her funeral was supposed to start. So my wife and I were just going to that. We're representing her family. We go in, they usher you to the front of the church where the family is all sitting. And so we open the door and the son, her son that I know is there. We greet each other, give our condolences and say the, the right things, the appropriate things. And then I go down the line and I see his brothers because they vaguely resemble him. Again, give our condolences, explain who we are. They know my wife and we go through all of that. So then I know his stepson and I know his stepson's wife. I know his daughter. I know his daughter's husband. And I know his stepson's two kids. All told, I know seven people there. There are about 60 people there. So I'm shooting at less than 10% of people that I know, or right at 10% if you include my wife, a little over 10%. I'm sorry, can't do percentages today, but I know seven people there. So we go into one of the pews and sit down with my wife's cousin and his wife, and my wife is talking to them, but we're on the pew and we're all side by side. I'm on the far end of the pew next to like the stained glass windows. My wife has turned talking to her cousin and his wife very animatedly, but the way that things are set up, I can't hear them. So I'm trying to mind my own business. I'm looking around. I'm reading the little program that they gave, but that didn't take long. And so I'm looking up at the altar, just trying to pass time and trying to be as respectful as I can. I'm listening to the conversation of people behind me as much as I can. And all of a sudden I'm put into a situation that made me very uncomfortable. There was a woman coming around. She had a cane. She comes around 
and goes up that little aisle between the pews and the side of the church where the stained glass windows are. And she's coming slowly, moving with her cane. She's not wearing a mask. Very few people are, but it is what it is. I was wearing a mask. My wife was wearing a mask. Nobody harassed us. And so she's looking and somebody behind us says, hey, and I'm not going to use her name. What's up? And she says, I'm just I'm just so mad. I'm just so livid. I don't know what to do. I just I don't know what to do. And they're like, what's going on? And she points at my wife, who is oblivious to all this. It was like she comes in and I don't get a hello, uh, nothing, no hug, no acknowledgement. I'm just I'm just I'm livid. I'm just so mad. And so out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, is she pointing at my wife? And I look and there's nobody in the seats behind where my wife is. I'm like, she is pointing at my wife. And she keeps slowly walking up and they're like, oh, really? Like you, you feel like you're going to strike out at someone. And I feel like they're saying this in a joking manner because I don't know if she's joking or not. I don't know this woman. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to get violent. I've got a weapon here and brandishes her cane. And now she's like right next to me. I am staring straight ahead and she's breathing on me or she's wheezing on me, I should say. And I'm starting to elbow my wife ever so subtly. She is oblivious to all this. She has no interest in me whatsoever. As in, so then this woman stares at me for a few seconds and then she's like, do you all still live at the lake? And I say, no. And she gets confused. She's like, no. Well, I know what I need to do. Or I'm still angry and just stomps away. Again, while all of this is going on, I'm elbowing my wife. Now, after I tell her this and I tell her family this later on, because my in-laws live at the lake. They're like, maybe she thought that you were them. And I'm like, they still didn't do anything. They weren't there. Even if she thought that we were my in-laws, which my wife and I don't look like our in-laws, my in-laws, then I was just, I was very confused. And so I'm like, I'm going to elbow her hard. She cannot ignore this or pretend. So I'm, I'm like, if I break a rib, I break a rib. And so I'm just boom, 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 elbowing her. And she turns and is like, are you ready to go? I'm like, and I did it probably louder than I should have. I'm like, You didn't see what just happened? And I explained the entire situation. She's like, oh, I bet she thought that we were mom and dad. And I'm like, I don't know. And so then we leave. But that was the strangest thing. My Twitter bio at the Joey Harris, part of it says, I have social anxiety and strange things happen to me. And the older I get, the more that I find out that this is true. But we finally leave. The rest of Thanksgiving week went by okay, saw different people, ate some good food, did some interesting things. Last Monday morning, my wife and I, we fly out. It's her birthday. My parents take us to the airport early so that we can make sure that we get there on time and that they can get in and out and not have to deal with all the traffic. So we get there, we check our bags, we go through security. They make me take everything out of my bag this time 
my CPAP, sleeping machine, and everything. I'd never had that happen before. So it took me like 10 minutes to get everything packed back the way that I needed it. So we had some time. And so it was my wife's birthday. We went and had breakfast somewhere and she had a mimosa. And then as we're going home, as we're headed to our terminal, there was a shop there that was selling shirts and she goes in and I bought her a shirt that is a picture of North Carolina. And right in the center of it, there's a line draw, drawn vertically through the center of the state. And as you're looking at it, the left side towards the mountain says tomato and the right side of the state says vinegar. Now, if you're not from North Carolina and don't know what I'm talking about, it's how you like your barbecue sauce for your pork barbecue. People to the western half like a tomato-based sauce. People to the eastern half like a vinegar-based sauce as God intended. So you know where I fall on that debate, but it's cute. So I was just thrilled as I could be to get that for her. But let's get to the reason that we are all here today. Today, we take a look at the first Super Brawl from WCW. Super Brawl took place May 19, 1991 from the Bayfront Arena in St. Petersburg, Florida. There were 6,000 in attendance. We go to our intro. Gary Michael Capetta introduces Brandy Brown to sing America the Beautiful. The video messes up here at the beginning, but she does a good job. Jim Ross and Dusty Rose are our announcers for the evening and welcome us to Super Brawl. They preview some of what we are going to see tonight. A match for the vacant United States Tag Team Championship. The Young Pistols, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong versus the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin with Diamond Dallas Page and Big Daddy Dink. DDP has a headset mic on and he's annoying right out of the gate. Hayes with an arm drag and Armstrong responds with a roll up for a two count. Hayes throws Armstrong to the outside. The Freebirds throw Armstrong to Dink, but Armstrong takes him out, then hits the Freebirds with a double clothesline. Armstrong with a side headlock. Hayes pushes off and Dink trips Armstrong, allowing Hayes to kick him while he's down. Brad Armstrong comes to the ring and says if they want to go three on three, then he and the Pistols are ready. Armstrong leaves as the referee ejects Dink from ringside. Smothers and Garvin both tagged in. Freebirds beating down Smothers, who ducks and goes to his corner. The Freebirds follow only to see Armstrong on the top rope. They put the brakes on, only for Smothers to clothesline Garvin and Armstrong to crossbody Hayes. The camera misses most of this because WCW. Smothers with a baseball slide to Garvin on the outside. Garvin goes after Smothers, who tags Armstrong in. Armstrong with a roll-up, but Garvin holds on to the ropes. Double shoulder block by the young pistols to Garvin. Hayes tagged in. Smothers tagged in. Smothers with a side headlock. Hayes pushes off. Hayes with a leapfrog and Garvin pulls the rope down and Smothers goes crashing to the outside. The Freebirds drop Smothers face first onto the barricade. Smothers makes it to the apron, but Garvin kicks him off again. Smothers gets back in. Garvin with a scoop slam gets a two count. Garvin punching Smothers in the face as a bad street chant goes out. Smothers coming back. Garvin with a boot to the stomach. Hayes tagged in. Hayes with a chop. Smothers reverses a corner whip and does some punches to Hayes from the turnbuckle. Hayes misses an inverted atomic drop, but hits Smothers with a slap. Garvin tagged in. Smothers with a big karate kick to Garvin. Hayes and Armstrong tagged in. Armstrong with a backdrop. 
Armstrong with shots to both Garvin and Hayes. Scoop slams to both Freebirds and now all four men in, in the ring. Both young pistols go for the top rope dropkick, but both miss. A DDT chant goes out. Garvin throws Armstrong out, but Smothers hits both Freebirds with a top rope double clothesline. Another double clothesline knocks the Freebirds outside the ring. Armstrong with a double crossbody to the Freebirds on the outside. Hayes back in and Armstrong picks him up and Smothers delivers a top rope back elbow to Hayes. They then slingshot Garvin back in and Smothers picks him up and Armstrong delivers a top rope drop kick. But the referee is also accidentally taken out. A masked man comes in and attacks the young pistols. It's Fantasia, soon to be Bad Street because we don't want to get on the bad side of Disney's lawyers. It's also Brad Armstrong under the mask, so he actually interfered for both teams during the match. He does a second rope DDT to both young pistols. The referee recovers as Hayes pins Smothers, and we have new U.S. Tag Team Champions. Ricky Morton versus Dan Spivey. Spivey with big forearms in the corner to Morton to begin. He tosses Morton out, but he lands on his feet and delivers shots to Spivey's head. Spivey throws him out again, but again he lands on his feet and comes back in and delivers more shots to Spivey's head. Spivey tosses him out yet again and goes out after him, but Morton back into the ring immediately and delivers shots to Spivey again. Morton with an Irish whip to Spivey, but Spivey comes back with a DDT. Spivey with an Irish whip and a clothesline to Morton. He gets a two count. Spivey with a delayed power bomb. Morton trying to come back with some shots to Spivey. Morton shot off into an Irish whip, but ducks the clothesline and goes for a crossbody, but gets caught by Spivey. Spivey with a slam and a leg drop, gets a two count. Spivey with a left hand and a scoop slam. Morton hits a Japanese arm drag. Spivey with a corner whip, but misses the corner charge. Morton rolls him up for a two count. Morton goes for a drop kick, but Spivey holds on to the ropes. Spivey misses an elbow drop. Spivey blocks a Morton shot and delivers a powerbomb to Morton and pins him with one foot. Tony Giovanni and Missy Hyatt interview the Z-Man. He says he's been out six weeks with a torn bicep, but it's healing, and he wouldn't miss all the great action. Then Tony talks to Missy about going back to the dressing room and shows what happened to her at Wrestle War 91. Missy asks Tony what he's laughing at. She says she is going back because she knows what she's doing, and it's her job. That was certainly a segment, not necessarily a good one, but a segment nonetheless. Tommy Rich versus Nikita Koloff. Koloff comes out with a black singlet, shaved head, and a Russian chain around his neck, as God intended. Rich with a quick body press, but Koloff throws him off. Koloff with some shots and forearms to Rich in the corner. Koloff misses a corner charge, and Rich gets a roll up for a two count. Rich gets a side headlock on. Koloff responds by driving his shoulder into Rich in the corner. Rich reverses it with some right hands. Rich hits a running elbow. Rich misses a second one, and his face hits the ring post. Koloff with a scoop slam. Koloff running his shoulder into Rich in the corner again. Koloff with a snapmare. Koloff drops an elbow on Rich, gets a two count. Rich comes back with a back elbow and a European uppercut. Rich runs Koloff's head into the turnbuckle. Rich then mounts the turnbuckle and delivers blows to Koloff. Koloff reverses a corner whip, and Rich tries to reverse crossbody, but Koloff ducks. Koloff hits the Russian sickle and gets the pin. Tony Giovanni interviews newcomer Johnny B. Bad 
and manager Teddy Long. Dad comes out and you can tell that he is a Dusty Rose creation because he is pushing him heavily on commentary. Dad is not good starting out, but credit to him to get better. Very much a Little Richard clone, including the voice here. J.R. and Dusty talk about Bad and Dusty talking about his left hook. Dustin Rhodes versus Terrence Taylor with Alexandra York and Mr. Hughes. A Dustin chant goes out as they lock up. Dustin with a shoulder block. He gets a two count. A shoving match. Another lock up. Taylor with a hip toss. Dustin with an arm drag. Dustin with an arm lock. Taylor rolls out to confer with York and her computer. Back in. Taylor with a wrist lock. Dustin counters with a back elbow. They exchange punches in the corner. Dustin with a hip toss. Taylor goes for a crossbody as Dustin goes for the bionic elbow. So Dustin swings around into a side headlock. Dustin with an arm drag into an arm bar. Taylor gets to the ropes. Taylor goes outside again. Dustin blocks a suplex attempt and gets one of his own. That gets a two count. Dustin with a shoulder block. Dustin leapfrogs and goes for a crossbody, but Taylor ducks. And Dustin lands on the outside on the ramp. Taylor goes after him. He runs Dustin's throat on the top rope. Taylor suplexes Dustin back in the ring. Taylor drops a knee on Dustin to get a two count. Taylor with a scoop slam. Taylor goes for a shot from the second turnbuckle, but Dustin gets his foot up. Dustin with some shots to Taylor, and then he backdrops Taylor. Dustin hits a lariat. Then Dustin with an Irish whip into an inverted atomic drop. He gets a two count, but Taylor's by the ropes. Dustin hits a bulldog but York has the referee distracted. Mr. Hughes comes up on the apron and holds Dustin for Taylor to hit. Dusty is getting angry on commentary. Hughes puts a glove on and Taylor holds Dustin for him to hit, but Dustin ducks and Taylor gets hit, and Dustin nails Hughes and pins Taylor. Dusty and JR talk about the next match coming up. Big Josh versus Black Bart. Bart is a sub for Larry Zabisco, who is recovering from a knee injury. Big Josh brings a couple of bears down to ringside with him. Josh is, of course, Matt Bourne. They lock up and Bart with some shots. Josh reverses a hip toss. Then another one in a clothesline by Josh. Bart with some big shots in the corner. Josh with some kicks and a wrist lock. Bart with a hip lock takeover, but Josh keeps the hold on as he rolls through. Back up, Bart with some chops and slaps to Josh in the corner. Bart with a snap mare. Back and forth. Bart with Josh against the ropes in a choke. Josh with an arm takedown of Bart. Then another one. Josh with a double axe handle and a sit down splash to win the match. The Danger Zone with Paulie Dangerously. He comes out in khaki shorts, a pink shirt, and a cowboy hat on. He brings on his guest, Stan Hansen, who has the chewing tobacco in and coming out of his mouth and running down. I'm not a fan of that. He says he's standing here and nobody came forward to wrestle him tonight. He challenges Dustin Rose to come and fight him. Then he leaves. Paul E. berates the sound guy, then throws the microphone down to a Paul E. chant. Then, as much as you might want to avoid it, next we have the debut of Oz. A green strobe light is flashing in my face and smoke on the rampway. Kevin Sullivan comes out dressed as the Great Wizard. They have people dressed as Dorothy and company. Sullivan has a real monkey on his shoulder. It is quite the spectacle. Sullivan keeps saying, welcome to Oz, and I have no words. Credit to Kevin Nash for overcoming this. Oz with the Great Wizard versus Tim Parker. 
Oz has powder in his hair and beard to make it look gray. He does some shoulder blocks and a helicopter slam to win the match. Missy Hyatt is shown going into the locker room to get an interview. She interviews Taylor about his loss and he is frustrated. He said the situation between Dustin Rose and the York Foundation is not over. He then tells her that Z-Man might be in the shower, but it is Stan Hansen. Ray Charles could have seen where this was going. He spanks her with his hat and kicks her out of the locker room. A tape fist match. Brian Pillman versus Barry Windham. JR gets Pillman's stats and football in, so if you're drinking at home, you can take a shot. They lock up and Windham with a shoulder block. Windham with an Irish whip. Pillman with a shoulder block. Windham with a leapfrog. Pillman counters a hip toss. A fast-paced match. Pillman with a shoulder block and Pillman punching Wyndham's head. Pillman attacking Wyndham in the corner. Wyndham covering up. Wyndham with a big boot and some right hands. Wyndham goes up top, but Pillman drop kicks him off the top rope. Pillman then hits a right hand from the top rope to Wyndham on the outside. Wyndham runs Pillman into the ring post. Both men bleeding. Wyndham throws Pillman out onto the ramp. He then drops him onto the barricade from the ramp. Back in, Wyndham misses a clothesline and Pillman hits a spinning heel kick. Pillman with some chops and Wyndham rakes the eyes. Pillman dropped down throat first on the ropes again. They trade shots. Wyndham with a belly-to-back suplex. Wyndham with a side headlock. Pillman pushes off and they collide head first. Pillman reverses a suplex on Wyndham. Pillman goes up top but gets caught by Wyndham with a nut shot. Wyndham hits the superplex for the win. The Diamond Mine with DDP. He still has his headset mic on and doesn't know we can hear him asking if he's on. He has two diamond dolls with him. He shows a video of Sting and Lex Luger. They say they are ready for the Steiner brothers. He then brings out the diamond stud played by Scott Hall. DDP's interview skills would get a lot better. A stretcher match. Sid Vicious versus Elegante. Elegante brings the stretcher down with him. Sid is on his way out, so the finish should be predictable. They lock up. Vicious with a boot to the gut and some shots. Elegante reverses an Irish whip and gets a clothesline. Vicious rolls out. Back in. Vicious with some shots to Elegante's leg. Elegante gets his leg up on a vicious corner charge. Elegante puts the claw on Vicious and pins him. The one-man gang and Kevin Sullivan attack Elegante as Vicious rolls out of the ring, not on a stretcher, but on his way to the WWF. Elegante puts Gang on the stretcher as Sullivan throws powder in his face. They attack him with a chain and the stretcher, but run when he gets back up. Thunderdoom cage match. Ron Simmons versus Butch Reed with Teddy Long. Long will be suspended above the ring in a cage. JR gets all the football's credentials in if you're drinking at home. They slug it out to begin. Simmons with an atomic drop and a clothesline. Reed Irish whipped into the cage. Simmons goes for the shoulder block, but Reed drops down and Simmons goes shoulder first into the steel. Simmons reverses a corner whip. Simmons with a belly-to-back suplex. A peanut head chant goes out. Reed with an elbow drop from the second rope. Simmons runs Reed into the cage. Reed running Simmons into the cage head first. Reed biting Simmons and Simmons appears to be bleeding. Reed with a snap mare. Reed with some shots to Simmons in the head. Reed with a double axe handle to Simmons. Simmons with an Irish whip, but Reed holds on to the ropes as Simmons goes for a drop kick. Reed choking Simmons up to a four count. Reed run into the cage. Simmons with some shots. Reed runs Simmons into the cage to get out of being hit. 
Reed drops Simmons on the top rope throat first. Reed with a pile driver to Simmons. That gets a two count. Reed choking Simmons with the top rope. He picks Simmons up and runs him into the cage. Reed with some big shots. He gets another two count. Reed with a rear chin lock. A go run go chant from the crowd. Simmons back up and hitting some elbows to Reed to get out of the hold. Simmons with an Irish whip, but Reed comes back with a swing neck breaker. Reed then hits a top rope shoulder block. Simmons gets his foot on the rope to stop the count. Reed with a kick to the gut and goes for a splash, but Simmons gets his knees up. Simmons with a backdrop. Reed reverses an Irish whip and hits a knee to the jaw of Simmons. Double clothesline and both men down. Long throws something down. It's a chain and Reed gets it. Simmons ducks Reed's shot and hits a spine buster to get the pin. Dusty and JR talk about the next match, the Steiners versus Sting and Luger. A video package of both teams is shown. WCW World Tag Team Championship match. The Steiner brothers Rick and Scott versus Sting and Lex Luger. Rick and Luger start. The crowd barking along with Rick. They lock up and battle for position. Lock up and Luger with an arm drag. Rick then with a takedown. Luger gets to the ropes. Lock up and Luger with a side headlock. He takes Rick down and Rick counters into a leg scissors into a double leg pickup. Luger gets to the ropes. A break. Rick with a side headlock. Back to the ropes and another break. Luger shot off and comes back with a block that knocks Rick out. Luger with a power slam. Luger gets a power slam for a two count. Luger with a corner charge but misses when Rick moves. Rick with a belly to back suplex. Rick with a Steiner line. He gets a two count. Rick with a corner whip and a backdrop to Luger. Luger comes back with a big clothesline of his own. Luger with a big body press slam. Sting tagged in. Sting clotheslines Rick to the outside, then does a tope to Rick on the outside, and that fires the crowd up. Back in, Sting with some kicks and a bulldog to Rick. Sting picks Rick up and runs him into the corner. Sting misses the Stinger splash, as JR mentions that Sting and Rick used to be partners in the UWF. Scott tagged in. A double arm powerbomb. Scott with a tilt-a-whirl on Sting. Sting reverses an Irish whip and hits a stun gun on Scott. Luger tagged in and suplexes Scott. Sting tagged back in. Scott with an inverted atomic drop. Scott with a belly-to-belly from the top turnbuckle. He gets a two-count. He puts Sting on the turnbuckle again. Scott goes for a clothesline, but Sting ducks and Scott lands on the broadcast table. Luger tags in and suplexes Scott back into the ring from the apron. He gets a two-count. Irish whip to Scott and Luger goes for the rack, but Scott turns it into a takedown. Luger reverses an Irish whip into a power slam. Luger goes for the torture rack and Scott counters with a side Russian leg sweep. Luger Irish whips Scott, but he tags Rick halfway through. Rick hits Luger with a bulldog off the top rope. Elbow drop by Rick that gets a two count. Sting hits a drop kick off the top rope to Rick. The referee gets Scott and Sting out of the ring and Luger and Rick exchanging rights. Back and forth. They both avoid moves after an Irish whip and collide in a double knockout. Double count going. Sting and Scott both tagged in. They exchange right hands. Sting with a fall away slam. Sting with an Irish whip, but Scott drops his head. Scott with a shot to Sting's back. Sting reverses a tombstone pile driver with one of his own. Rick makes the save. Luger comes to take Rick out and gets both Rick and the referee accidentally. Sting hits the Stinger splash. He goes for the Scorpion Deathlock. Nikita Koloff comes sneaking down the aisle looking to hit Luger with his chain. 
Sting pushes Luger out of the way and gets hit by the chain. Scott covers Sting to get the pin. This is the match of the night, folks. Tony Giovanni tries to interview Nikita Koloff as you see Sting running towards the back. Koloff says Sting was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sting attacks Koloff and they start to go at it. They are fighting all throughout the building and then go to the outside. Koloff grabs a chair, but Sting takes it from him. World Television Championship match. Arn Anderson versus Bobby Eaton. A Bobby chant goes out. Slow to start. Back and forth. Eaton with a big right hand. Anderson with a kick to the stomach. He drags Eaton's face across the top rope. Anderson with some shots. Anderson reverses a corner whip and Eaton with a knee and a boot to Anderson. Eaton with a clothesline to Anderson. That gets a two count. Eaton with an armbar. Anderson gets to the ropes. Anderson with some shots that knock Eaton to the outside. Anderson runs Eaton into the top turnbuckle as he tries to get back in. Anderson throws Eaton off the turnbuckle face first on the ramp. Eaton reverses a pile driver attempt on the ramp into a backdrop. He backdrops him back into the ring. Eaton goes up top and delivers a double axe handle to Anderson. That gets a two count. Eaton with an armbar. Anderson gets to the ropes. Anderson wraps Eaton's leg around the ring post to injure it. Anderson continues to focus on the leg. Anderson with the leg lock standing and using the ropes for leverage when the referee isn't looking. Eaton finally pushes off and Anderson goes chest and head first into the corner. Eaton runs Anderson's head into three turnbuckles. Anderson striking the knee and Eaton down again. Anderson bangs Eaton's leg down on the apron. Eaton with some right hands. Both men down. Anderson with a leg lock on Eaton while Eaton has a chin lock on Anderson. Anderson comes down on the knee again. Eden reverses a suplex, but can't get Anderson fully over. Anderson goes back to the leg. Eden kicks the back of Anderson's head to get out of it. Eden with a big right hand. Anderson with a snap mare. Anderson with a splash from the ropes, but Eden gets the knees up. Anderson catches Eden in the spine buster. That gets a two count. Anderson goes for a second rope double axe handle, but Eden gets a right hand to Anderson's stomach. Eden hits a neck breaker. He slams Anderson down and goes towards the top rope. Barry Windham comes out to stop Eden, but gets caught by Brian Pillman. Eden hits the Alabama jam. He then pins Anderson to be the new TV champion, but you don't see it because the camera cuts to Pillman chasing Windham to the back. Typical WCW. Take a shot if you're drinking at home. The crowd loves it. A Bobby chant goes up. Tony Giovanni is outside of Tatsumi Fujinami's dressing room. Shivani talks to Hiro Matsuda. He says that the belt is going to go with them back to Japan, that it belongs to them. WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Ric Flair versus Tatsumi Fujinami. Flair looks all business coming to the ring. Bill Alfonso is the backup official. Tiger Hattori is the main official. They shake hands as the bell rings. Back and forth. Fujinami with a shoulder block. Amateur wrestling. Flair with a takedown. Flair with a front face lock. Fujinami with a hammer lock. They are in the corner and those chops come out as Flair has Fujinami in the corner. They chop each other from corner to corner. Fujinami with an Irish whip and a high backdrop. Fujinami with a drop toe hold. He turns it into a bow and arrow. JR works in Flair's broken back in an airplane crash if you're drinking at home. Flair kicks Fujinami back into the corner. He comes back with a flip and grabs Flair's legs. Flair flips over and has Fujinami's shoulders down. He gets a two count. Fujinami trying to reverse it, but Flair grabs some hair and they trade chops again. 
Fujinami gets the Boston Crab on. Fujinami then has Flair in the sharpshooter. Flair with a modified suplex. Flair with a thumb to the eye. Fujinami with a flying forearm. He gets a two count. Fujinami suplexes Flair back in from the apron. Fujinami with two shots to Flair that send him over the ropes. They exchange shots on the outside. Flair drops Fujinami crotch first on the barricade. They trade more shots. Back in, Flair attacks Fujinami's leg. He drops down on Fujinami's knee. Flair gets the figure four on and the crowd comes to life. Flair slaps Fujinami's face while he is in the hold. Fujinami reverses it. Flair breaks the hold. They trade chops again. Fujinami gets the sharpshooter on again. Flair gets to the ropes. Fujinami gets a couple of two counts. Flair in a side headlock encounters with a belly-to-back suplex. Flair drops a knee on Fujinami. Flair gets a side headlock. Flair trying to bridge out of a pinning situation. Flair tosses Fujinami to the outside. Fujinami runs Flair into the barricade. He then runs Flair into the post. Back in, and Flair is busted open. Back and forth. Fujinami with a big chop. He has a big corner whip to Flair. Flair runs into the top turnbuckle. They trade shots. Fujinami tosses Flair out of the corner. Flair goes for the Oklahoma roll but misses it. Flair falls out of the ring and collapses. Flair with a thumb to the eye. He goes up top again but gets caught, so take a shot if you're drinking at home. Flair slammed off. Fujinami goes for the octopus. A USA chant goes out. Flair finally breaks the hold. Flair then collapses again. Both referees checking Flair's head to see if he can continue. Flair chopping Fujinami in the corner. They trade shots. Flair collapses again. They collide again and both not outside to different sides. Back in, Flair goes to slam Fujinami, who just falls on Flair for a two count. Flair with some more chops. Fujinami Irish whipped and comes back with an inside cradle. He gets a two count. Fujinami with another roll up. Flair pushes off and Fujinami butts heads with Tiger Hattori. Flair rolls Fujinami up and Bill Alfonso counts the pin. A minor bullshit chant goes out. Fujinami is extremely upset and wants Flair to come back and fight. Fujinami's chest is purple from all the chops he received. Gary Michael Capetta announces Flair as the winner and steel champion. Dusty and Jim Ross recap what we have seen tonight. They showed the last few minutes of the main event. They sign off from St. Petersburg and show the pay-per-view credits. So, final thoughts. This was a good show, not a great show. The second half of the show was much better than the first half. Everything from the cage match on is really good. Sting and Luger versus the Steiner, clear match of the night and worth it to see just that match alone. So, you don't go out of your way to see this, but if you see it, definitely watch the Sting and Luger versus the Steiner match. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris. If you like the show, please leave a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. And don't forget tinyurl.com slash toys as we raise money for Toys for Tots this holiday season. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from Stately, Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 